Matt Dixon, everybody. Thanks. You tell me, what is the issue? He's a fag. Anything transsexual is good. Hey everybody, it's Cinema Apocalypse Now, the show where we talk about movies with your host, Scott Lizard Abrams. Gabby Good to his mother Tasheda. And Big Daddy Don Bodine. And a very special guest. Um, our first Skype interview um, ever, the esteemed Pat Dixon, comedian from New York City. He is the host of Thanks, not one, man. not two, but three shows on the Compound Media Network. Holy shit. I know, right? Hey, I'm fanboying out right now. I got fucking butterflies. <laughs> I didn't even know that was true. Yeah, I mean, you're on uh, Tlaib. You you're on Tlaib's show. I, I, yeah, yeah, we can you hear you great. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget about that. I, that's just fun, you know? So I don't yeah. really think of it as something I have to do. Yeah. He's a great yeah, guy. I've best. talked to my him. my favorite hour of the week. Yeah. He's talked to him twice. First He's a great rate. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've talked to him like three times, dude. What the right. fuck? Right. Uh, but yeah, so anyway. You know, uh, uh, yeah. Please. Yeah, Tlaib, Tlaib came, came up with a great, great concept, concept at Safe Space, you know? I mean, like, that, that is really... Yeah. The best idea that anybody's had, I think. It's a funny little... Well, go ahead. Safe space for, you know... For speech, not from it. People like us. Yeah, exactly. Deplorable or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And he's just a fucking, like, funny guy. Comes up with, like, pretty... Like, he's a... You can tell his background is a writer. He's the author of, like, a couple books that online. I can't... They're escaping the titles of me right now, but... Yeah, yeah. Good thing, too. <laughs> oh right, I remember one of them now. <laughs> but uh yeah, he's a yeah. great uh black conservative voice out there and he's also like a funny guy and uh I watch the show all the time, so but anyway, uh enough yeah, about yeah, Talib. Which just I know we wanted to like, you know, um insulate ourselves from anything we may say later in the show by talking what good about a black guy. But um <laughs> I really value African Americans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but let's talk about what you. If that Pat. was all it took. Yeah, I know. That'd yeah, okay. Be heaven. <laughs> I've got black friends. Yeah, dude. We got the one black friend who lives in New Hampshire, and he's a he's uh collects guns. Yeah, let's not talk about <laughs> him. Talk about yeah. <laughs> Live black or die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Pat, let's talk about you. You are the host of the, in my opinion, critically acclaimed by me show crime report on okay. compound media which i would describe as a r-rated or a d- unrated version of the daily show but centering around crime instead of politics is that fair uh yeah yeah i'd say that's that you could describe it that way i, I look at it as uh you know we just uh, we're just kind of hanging around reading the post and the daily news you know and, and doing tabloid stories below the fold kind of shit that like you know most people you know it, it starts conversations like the guy in washington state who was injecting injecting uh silicone into his balls yes i saw you cover that story 
Yeah, uh, his, his, his slave master was a guy named Noodles and Beef. And, you know, <laughs> apparently there was a lot of these bodybuilder guys who just, like, really want to have gigantic fucking balls, you know? Right. Like I mean, the if they didn't do the steroids, it'd probably help them. <laughs> yeah, I saw the guys, like, <laughs> just for context, guys, he's, like, one of those, like, bear slaves, for lack of a... I think that is the term he used, no? Something like that? Yeah, and, you know... Yeah, I, I, well, the term that I use, uh, well, I mean, well, I the, just, use, I, the term <laughs> I use is what I'm good with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the word I use is sodomite, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's the ultimate infidel. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that. It, it it's kind of funny. Uh, I'll bring this up later, but there's a connection between bears and slaves that I just now made. Uh, you know, I use. Whether to go into this is so, I don't know, it's convoluted, but it's a bit that I used to have, and it's the only bit that I ever did that got a glass thrown at me in a comedy club. Really? Okay. Was whatever, it a martini whatever glass? Whatever that's worth. What kind of uh, No, it was like a, like a regular-ass, like a rocks glass or whatever, I guess you call it. You know, Gabe asking the hard-hitting questions, Whatever you drink whiskey out of. Yeah. Well, I think if you're making fun of the gays, uh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, I mean, you're either going to get a martini glass or a Collins glass thrown at you. We want to be specific. Right. R riveting, riveting. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> something with an umbrella in it. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. To maximum splash damage, it, so to speak. Well, it wasn't like a gay uh, thing, though. It was like a uh, the guy was offended because I guess he he looked like my name is Earl, you know, that guy? Yeah, and, Jason, uh, Jason Lee. Uh, yeah, and I guess he was, but like the character, you know? Oh, and I, I think got that you. He yeah, was... Yeah. Uh, and I think that he was uh, must have been Italian or something because, like, I made a comparison between Italians and blacks, and I guess that's what well, set I mean, him off. You but, see the Moors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, was, uh, that's where I get most of my history is from movies, right. from uh, uh, like from like Dennis Hopper romance. Yeah, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, yeah. really, if you can't believe that, what can you believe? And uh, okay, well, here's the bit. Okay, like, um, you know how. Um, if we're going to reparations are in order, perhaps, you know, so if they are, we're not going to give them money. Right. Uh, I guess we would give them slaves. But where would we get slaves? Uh, we would use Mexicans, I guess. Uh, you know, there's an endless supply. Uh, but then the Mexicans are going to want slaves. What do we do? Who's lower than a Mexican? I guess a Native American. So they get the indigenous peoples, the Indians to be their slaves. But then, you know, when they want slaves, that's, they're pretty much at the bottom, so you got to go with like bears, you know. So they would have bear <laughs> slaves. But yeah, then no slaves much... for bears. That was the the idea. No slaves. The, the bears don't get any slaves. Yeah, yeah. And so I actually I was I, I used to smoke pot briefly, and uh, I got all excited about this joke, and I made a shirt that said "No slaves for bears." <laughs> and I thought you were really confident with yourself that this was, was going to be your big... fucking uh, your fucking Jim Gaffigan uh, hot pockets bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is my get her done. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the joke. No for for bears. It's a little bit heady, though, yeah, for the average audience, I'd say. You know, it's not. It seems like it's not that hard to follow, but it's definitely out of step with uh, the kind of things that you're supposed to say now. And I, I learned that when a glass and came. My name is Earl. Me. Guy was offended by it. Yeah, and oddly enough, that guy had talked to me before the show. He's like, hey, I know who you are, and I'm looking forward to seeing you perform. We were like near the bar. He goes, can I buy you a drink? I go, I don't drink, but, like, uh, you know, I do. if you got any weed or whatever. He gave me weed, 
And then he, and then like when the glass hit, I like stepped off the stage and I looked under the lights. I'm like, who threw that? What was that? And the guy, and that was, and there he was. He's standing there next to his table. And I mean, he's like on the back row. I mean, like this wasn't like a front row thing. It's like came came out of the darkness. You sent a and, line and, and drive, go, hey, right? Hey, why did you throw that glass? Totally. I go, why did you throw that glass? And he said, uh, he said, well, I didn't do it, but I guess I gotta go. And then, and then he ran out. Uh, the first yeah, he denied he it, and then he ran out. The first mistake he made is he was offended at a comedy show. You're supposed to be pretty open to everything there. Oh, that's what you would well, assume. Well, yeah, I'd say that you, know, you, you may be right about people not following it. You may be right. But, but you know, also, uh, his, I think the biggest mistake he made was standing up. Right. He, yeah, he, apparently he would have gotten away with it if he wasn't like giving like show, putting a big red X in his face by standing up like that. Yeah, totally. And then he got arrested. He actually got arrested. I couldn't believe it. The club called the police. The next day, he sent a bottle of whiskey to the club for me and a bouquet of flowers. Yeah. Wow. Class act. Is that the? Weirdest shit ever. Yeah, I, I, you know, but anyway, that, that's a good reason to not include uh, the subject of race in your in your comedy. I think maybe he was just really for bare slave owners. <laughs> maybe I, that was it. You got to take maybe everything. Was a, into you know, yeah, maybe he was a, uh, a strong advocate of, of bare slaves. <laughs> but I will say that what I just said, all this crap, is not reflective of what I usually do on my show. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, it's no, not, no, no. It's more like riffing I, I, with I, I headlines. Yes, exactly. And yeah. and also, you know, some of the weird details of the stories, too. Uh, you know, like, uh, th there's always a lot of interesting shit. And we cover the coverage as well. So, you know, there's always news, mm -hmm. and it always sucks. It's always dishonest. And so I like right. to uh, point that out all the time. And that's you know really it's a daily occurrence. It's everywhere. It's it's the uh, the dominant narrative and, and the propaganda, and it's it's nice to have a place there, at Compound Media, where that isn't uh, you know Stomped held in on. such high regard. Yeah, come on. I mean, Jesus Christ, I get so sick of all this uh, these these you know uh, super. Uh, highfalutin, high and mighty, uh, you know, right. they think they're Pulitzer Prize winning journalists or whatever, you know, because they uh, are dickheads to the president or something. Right. It's really not that impressive. Did you ever see that um, so, video you know, of uh, Sam Hyde? Uh, he was getting interviewed. Uh, he was getting interviewed for a hit piece on him. And he just said to the he said to the um, the uh, guy uh, who was interviewing him, like, like Joe, you're never gonna work for the the New York Times. You're just a BuzzFeed shithead, and like you're just never gonna like you're not doing what you think you're doing. You fuck, basically. And that's I just great. thought that that was really really God, good. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. anyway, yeah, BuzzFeed. You know what the the you ever read the Daily Beast? They got the, they have the worst garbage. Yeah, it's really uh, on their site. I think it's 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 the most slanted. They they have the most pro Antifa message of any publication that I know of. Yeah, definitely. I like to ch like look at that and HuffPo and fucking Guardian and shit. Just because I don't want to I don't want to live in an absolute fucking um, HuffPo. What? <laughs> I don't want to live in a total yeah. echo chamber where I'm just hearing what I want to hear, though. And like, but by and large, all that shit is extremely biased. I think the idea that any journalist is unbiased is a fallacy in its own right, because it's just like that's like human nature is to be self, um, 
self-concerned and that's you know that's just mm. what their job is to, is to fucking pump information to people's ears so inherently there's going to be some sort of bias towards one way or the other so it's just good to listen to as many different voices as you can and sort of be like okay yeah. this is real this is bullshit yeah it's nice to have uh it's good for entertainment you know it's i find it entertaining to see what and how they you know and, and i suppose there is an inherent bias anytime you're reporting something but there's a difference in somebody who who uh tells you that no those uh you know tells his wife that the, the the dress makes her not look fat or something you know and then the guy who sells you the brooklyn bridge you know and and that and the the press now has become the guy who sells you the brooklyn bridge that's true and the, and the moon and the stars you know the, the lies have gotten so much more outlandish and so much more bold yeah i definitely agree with you but that should have that should have been going somewhere right but i i, I no it <laughs> I, fucking I sounded smart right to there. me man i didn't <laughs> stop smoking weed so i'm just yeah. like whoa right now speaking of the antifa has anybody seen the trailer for the new they're doing it again the new robin hood with jamie fox and i can't remember the british fox name who's playing robin hood no, I didn't. Why? What's if up? If you just watch the trailer, they basically have like Antifa in medieval England because the the knights are coming on them and they have riot shields and people have their faces oh covered God. and they're throwing what looks like, you know, like bags of shit, <laughs> flaming something. I yeah. don't know, but I was watching the trailer and I was like, really? They're putting Antifa basically yeah. in medieval England in a Robin Hood movie and also Jamie uh, Foxx doing I mean, a yeah, British accent is terrible. I mean also I mean it's, it's obvious it's too obvious the elephant in the room is that he's black why yeah. is he in medieval fucking times? Well he's got freckles <laughs> good one. So he's okay yeah it's fine. But, um, that is something we do talk I about a lot. It sounds is that that does sound great, though, because uh, hey, the best thing that can happen is for Antifa to become all mainstreamed and, like, you know, right. yeah, little Antifa yeah. action figures and shit. It know, looks like it's going to be a bad that's movie. A, that puts them in proper perspective. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, like, today the uh, I, there was big news that this fucking Pikachu detective movie. Oh, I wanted trailer. to talk about this. I'm glad you brought it up. It's like, it's like <laughs> fuck these motherfuckers in Hollywood. They're just trying to sell me back my childhood. And it's it's I, I I feel like we're too good for this. I oh. thought Ryan Reynolds learned his lesson about making shitty movies with the Green Lantern. They'll never learn, learn their lesson. And he's just taking the paycheck. He voices. I don't know if you're familiar with this, um, Mr. Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know how to address you. Just say Pat. Just no, Pat. I, okay. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Pat. Yes. I I, lo I thought you were trying to remember my name, so I feel better now. No, I, I didn't know how to address you. Anyway. Gabe's a nice Portuguese boy. I'm a very nice Portuguese boy. Um, so, Pat, have you seen the trailer for this that we're talking about? It's Pokemon. No, I haven't. Uh, uh, Pikachu yeah. Detective, I think it's the, like, do, the do title. Do yourself a favor. Don't. Just don't. <laughs> okay, Check it out. It's a live-action Pokemon movie where, obviously, uh, the Pokemon are all 3D models. I feel like this cultural reference is being lost. <laughs> Well, you, it's you, more of a it's more of a millennial thing, I'd say. I mean, you know what fucking Pokemon are? Obviously, everybody knows who Pikachu is. Okay, Pikachu is voice right, for, you, for you guys. For you guys, I think life is a live action Pokemon movie. You know, <laughs> it's true. I wish that was that was a few years ago you know, when Pokemon Go came out. That was the live action Pokemon movie, and that's as close as we're ever gonna it, get. Yeah. I, is, is anybody still doing that? 
Yeah, my boss is obsessed, actually, if you're really, really? wondering. Yeah. I thought that died the week after it was born. I guess they updated it and it actually got better, but it's not a real better Pokemon game, better so than... I'm not going to play it. <laughs> better than looking at a GPS on so... your phone? <laughs> right. No. It's so weird because, like, uh, that's such a great technology, and then it gets used for such a dumb fucking thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, such. A, I mean, like, there be there could be better games, you know, like than, than capturing, uh, you know, and, and walking like some around kind of a live different... rape simulation or something. <laughs> you're hunting them down. All right. You're putting them in your balls. Yeah. I'm hooked. <laughs> and you yeah. release them at your will. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All kinds of. Women. That's a good analogy, actually. But anyway. Yeah. But you were you, saying uh, you are that, put uh, on a list though it. when you when you start playing though. Oh, it all well. We're all on a, on yeah. I mean, the, I'm pretty convinced that they have everything they need to lock all of us up forever. Right, right. It right. could be coming. True. Okay, so let me just get to a couple uh, before we dither on too long about social issues. Let's get some fucking funny, jokey shit out of the way here. So this is our interview that we give to every single guest on the show. All of them have been in person thus far. You being our first Skype guest will be the first interview of this kind. But my first question to you is my favorite question in the interview. But what is the first non-pornographic film you jerked off to? Uh, probably, uh, you know, like Lady Chatterley's Lover or some shit like that. <laughs> or, that's soft porn, so I yeah. don't get, so I can't count no, I, that. I wouldn't uh, count that. I wouldn't count that. We're, some, we're talking about just a regular, regular Like titties movie. in the movie, and you're like, hell yeah. Yeah. Full, full okay, no, I'll tell you what I think it was. I think it was The Shining. Really? Was it the old woman? <laughs> that's what got you. <laughs> Yeah, prior to her becoming an old woman, you know, she was smoking. Before dude. we knew she was a corpse, she was still pretty hot, you know. That's true. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a pretty harsh reveal. And that obviously caught me before I finished, you know. And uh, <laughs> that was a weird bonus. <laughs> yeah. You've never been the same, yeah, I assume. Yeah, it was I was I was blue-balled by the thing. Uh yeah, but uh Still hot, you he's, know. He still goes still hard to, to limp scene. to this day. He oh, that's the that's the systematically how it goes down. Yeah, hard it's like limp. um, what's it called? The uh, the uh, the ring the bell in the mouthwaters. What's it called? Oh, Pavlovian. Uh, you're like dog. a Pavlovian response every time you watch a movie. Your <laughs> dick hardens and softens. My dick hardens and softens constantly. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. So that was the one. Yeah, The Shining. I mean, there. If there was one before that, I don't remember what it was. Right. Okay, fair enough. Um, it has to be the most interesting answer yeah, we've gotten I, to that question. I gotta question. be honest, most of them were pretty, like, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, run of the mill. Most of our guests weren't jerking off in 1980. That's true. So. I, I, think that, I think that you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's number one. That's the first question. Number two I want to ask you is, uh, what is your most hated movie? Your hate chub, if you will. Yes, that's a term I coined. Oh. If you will. Wow. You know, you always want to pick the perfect one, you know, the one that you hate the most. And uh, I would probably say Pearl Harbor. Ooh, good, good choice. Very good choice. Fucking two VHS Terrible tapes. movie. <laughs> yeah, two VHS yeah, said that for that destroyed. shit? Is it really? It's long as hell. Uh, that was the one that destroyed my faith in in action movies. They, they, they have that's that's when I, I, I'm not saying it's the first, but it, that's when I saw that the allure there of uh, you know like oh man, there's a great it, it's, it's like a war movie or some shit. Yeah, yeah, and you go there and 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 the movie is about. 
this whore <laughs> trying to decide if she wants to be with this guy or that guy, you know. It, it, it's a lady fantasy, you know. Yeah. They, yeah. It's, it's more like the notebook the, set in place of uh, World War II with fighter planes. Well, that's the same yes, kind of... And they, that will, it's it's a dog fighting notebook. Yeah, well, that's the same kind of thing we were talking about before, where like it's just fucking. They're so out of touch with what they figure. Oh, we'll we'll get it'll be making a war movie to get the guys in the door, and they'll this be this fucking gay love story to keep the women there, and then they'll hear yeah, about it from the girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, I got word to- of mouth will spread, and and guys won't believe it. They'll be like, "Well, I still hear it's like okay." Uh, it's a, they're gonna go regardless, and and they know that. Yeah, I, I got duped they're into that movie dicks. too, so I feel your pain. And we were thinking about yeah. reviewing it for our like we had a Memorial Day that. podcast, and uh, yeah, we're probably Would, not you'd have to that. watch it again, right? You'd have, yeah, two VHS oh, tapes too worth. Painful. <laughs> Fuck that. That's all you have to say. It's anyway, insane. Anyway, so if you could um, give us a top three all-time favorite movies, not what you think are the best movies of all time, but your what are your favorites. personal favorite movies? Oh, uh, probably Hot Bot would be number one. I'm not familiar with uh, that one. No, it's a, it's a piece of shit that I watched recently. Uh, Larry Miller. It, it has the Larry Miller nude scene you've been waiting for all these years. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 just, I, you know, not too many movies. I, oh, you know, I'll tell you another bad movie real quick. I'm, I'm please, better pointing those out. Did you see the Miami Vice movie? No, is it new? I, I'm familiar with the show, obviously. Well, they just no, rebooted I, you know, the show, it came too. came out. Yeah, but the movie came out uh, like I don't know, maybe ten years ago. Oh, okay. Ish. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Who starred? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who played Crockett was. Uh, you know, I always have a hard time remembering this guy's name because I and I and I hate his guts too. So I end up talking about him a lot. He, you know, remember that Jamestown movie? He was a star of that. No, I didn't see that actually. God damn it. Well, right. don't worry. Well, Gabe's looking at Gabe is for our on the spot fact checker. We're going to figure out who's who on that. Yeah, yeah. So you handle that. Yeah. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he sucks and and I <laughs> you'll know when you hear it. But uh, uh yeah, so, uh, so three best my my three favorites. Yeah. It's Colin you know, Farrell. I'll tell Colin you, Farrell. Yeah, he's got a fucking punchable face, that's for sure. Colin Farrell, uh yeah, Jamie Foxx is in it. Speak of the devil. Oh, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Yeah, that's a pretty good role, though. Uh, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, so that's enough about that. You know what? That movie was so hot outside. I went I went in to see that movie just for the, just air, conditioning the air conditioning and yeah, left, yeah, after, yeah. left after 45 minutes. Really? Uh, I've never walked out of a movie in my heat. life. Really? Yeah. You missed out. I have. I have. The first, the first one I walked out on was uh, Touch of Evil with... Uh, Fucking uh, David Thompson? Caruso. David Caruso. It was yeah. a remake. remake. Oh, it was a remake. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm familiar with the Orson Welles title. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that uh, sounds fucking so, terrible. You know, I, I, yeah, it was. It was a terrible movie. No, wait, no. The I think the first one, but it's not a real walkout because I went up to go and horse around in this like abandoned uh, building with my uh, girlfriend I was with. Mm-hmm. But it was a movie called Transylvania 65000. Oh, yeah. Have you seen that? Has that? Yeah. Uh, what's the guy from Ferris Bueller, the fucking rapist? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> He's in that. what's his name? Jeffrey... Jeffrey uh, Co- 
Combs? No. No. Uh, what the fuck? No, that's some... Whatever the fuck. Mr. Rooney. Right, exactly. The, the kid toucher. And he's also in fucking... Uh, he's in Ed Wood, too. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones. It's got a cast. Yeah, it's got a cast of, like, all these... Just, like, uh, several 80s. I think Jeff Goldblum might be in it, maybe. Uh, fucking uh, Ed Bagley Jr., you know? Oh, hell the yeah. The comic master. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, so good movies. I think the you know what? This is this is, I got real boring, boring answers here. Uh, Godfather Two is is the movie that I've I've seen a ton yeah, of times. Yeah, a good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, what can you say? It's like it's yeah. just very, very good. Yeah, don't and be bashful. Jaws. Jaws is excellent. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, um, like I wish I had another interesting one, but you know, it's it's. I was just gonna like say, Papio don't be bashful and, about it, because uh, I include Fargo in mine, so it's not like I'm like I'm like, well, listen to this art house thing that came out in 1983, and yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> what was your third one right. in there, Pat? I'm trying to, you know, it's such a toss up. I mean, you know, I don't want to say the, I don't want to say the Godfather, but it's, I mean, really, I if I had like to name one, Godfather. that's like, there's not a ton of movies I quote, you know, but I quote those movies, and uh, yeah, those are those are just great. I, I mean, like not a when not a day goes by that I that you don't think about a yeah. movie in some way, you know, it's it's pretty good. So yeah. I would say the Godfather, uh, the Godfather, Godfather Two, and Jaws. Jesus Christ. Eh, you know what? They're both. They're all three solid movies. It's not like you said, fucking. It's pretty much undebatable. Yeah, it's not like you said when Harry met Sally or something. You know. Oh, well. oh my God! It's so funny you bring that up. My buddy, we were just we were shooting last night, just kind of after hours. We'll just go, you know, shoot. Yeah. Fuck around in the studio. Yeah, cool. Uh, a lot of it never comes out, you know, because it's just like, uh, you know, it's fun in the moment, whatever, to to make to to shoot stuff. We started talking about when Harry met Sally, and and I was I had to explain this movie to this guy who had never seen it. He's closer to you guys' age. Yeah, didn't you know? He had no idea what it was. It's like yeah, the orgasm scene, whatever. And he's <laughs> he's watching it. She gets done having her orgasm, and he and he like is going to like turn the video off. I'm like, no, this, there actually is a punchline. Uh, it's uh, what a what a shitty fucking what a premise there. You know, you want to see Billy yeah. Crystal. Having a long form romance with the most perky, irritating actress in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, his face now, my God, she looks like a ghoul. Yeah, she's uh, something else. No, uh, what's it called? Uh, and then the, the when when you when you like, I grew up and I saw like that bit in the movie like millions of times on TV, and people re- like mocking it all the time, and and whatnot. And then I eventually in like high school I saw the movie and I was like, what the fuck is this movie? It has all these weird interviews with old Jews. Like who had been married like lots of years, like and like what the fuck is this? Is this a movie about the importance of Jews being together? That's what I get from it. I'm that's, not even kidding. That's relatable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's probably what it's It's about. got fucking isn't it Meathead uh, directed it? Oh, Rob Reiner? Yeah. yeah. Meathead directed it, but it was but uh the executive producer was George Soros. Dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's I don't know, man. Money. Yeah, it, it, it's an odd one. It is an odd one. You know, it's it's uh, it, it's definitely it genre sucks. bending. <laughs> it sucks. And yeah, you know, certain movies at the time you think somehow they're entertaining enough. Like when you're a kid, you kind of just accept things that are adult things. And when I was a kid when that came out. I think I don't know. Uh, closer to a kid, it's like the world according to Garp. You know. 
you kind of just go, oh, this is, I guess, art, yeah. whatever, you know? I guess, um, yeah. And then... Like, when I grew up, I remember um, fucking, like, my parents would be, like, watching Raymond, because that's how old I am. That was what was on TV when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, I guess Raymond is what you watch when you get older. You know what I mean? The fuck is Raymond? Oh, I mean, like, fucking everybody loves Raymond, Raymond, I mean. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. God damn, that that, that was out of my memory totally. I forgot all about that show. (laughs) You're welcome. So blessed. Raymond. You're welcome. Uh, Greetings from 1998. (laughs) I'm yes. pretty sure they try to make love a it. spin-off show with his brother too. I don't doubt it. Let's not talk about Raymond, please. <laughs> um anyway, All yeah, that's right. uh that's uh that's 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 you know what, you're right though. I agree with that notion where like some some things are just like it's so embedded into culture where you just like it's like you as a kid anyway, you're just like, Oh yeah, that take thing. it for granted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't have the kind of taste that you'll eventually have. You haven't seen any decent movies. You've only seen kids' movies, you know, so you're watching this thing going like, oh, wow, that's this is a... I don't know what the fuck this is about, but whatever. Oh, that guy got his dick bitten off. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. And then also, it's so funny, like, movies like fucking Porky's, like, my dad just showed me when I was, like, fucking, like, 12, and I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this, first of all. Uh, that's that's yeah. 1980s PG-13, which is completely different than now PG-13. Yes, it was, like, pretty much R. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was an R movie that had, uh, yeah, that had vagina hair in it, so I yep. think that's, that's the, the oh, definite Oh, maybe it was R line, then, you know. Yeah. Um, 13-year-olds cannot see that. Yeah, I know. Eh, whatever I did. And uh, interestingly enough, um, same director as A Christmas Story. That's true. Bob Clark. And also, him. we had a wait, uh, somebody who was a waitress in Porky's 2. In a, Porky's in a, 3. A, get a Porky's, it straight. Sorry. Porky's 3 in a, in a movie we were shooting years ago. That's true. That's my fucking claim. To say. <laughs> I could put that fucking feather in my hat. <laughs> You 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 had a woman who was a, who played a waitress in Porky's Three. In your no, movie? she she played Porky's daughter in Porky's Three. She played a waitress in, in our the movie film. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had, she had taken a fall, I, I guess, <laughs> since since 1983. Wow, wow, oh, that's too bad. So basically, she's old as shit. Oh, she was, yeah, yeah. But basically, Pat is what I'm trying to say is like we're fucking famous. <laughs> I got it. Hey, if you get naked teenagers in uh, to do your movies, you know, then that's that's pretty. Uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. What can I say? I mean, I mean, like, she's an old lady now, but you're like, I saw you nude when you were right. 15. You know. I watched the scene. Isn't that weird. I watched the scene of her nude like the night before I directed her. It was a really bad choice. <laughs> really. Yeah. She's sort of like that chick from The Shining, just turns into an old lady corpse all of a sudden. Right, 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 right. It was the same, in effect, the same thing happened to Dawn. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. As it did to you. (laughs) But in real life. Yeah. (laughs) Right before his eyes. Good times. You are corrected, yes. Anyway, um, let's see. Is there any, but before we, what are we? Well, let me right ask now? you. I want to ask you. Can I? Please. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I, uh, you know, I mean, anybody can review movies, I suppose, or talk about them or whatever. Uh, that's what they're hard. for. I don't know what you're I, fucking I even talking did. about. Well, that's what I'm getting to because I did a movie. I did a movie review on the radio for years. It was called the Unbiased Movie Review, and it was unbiased because I never saw the movie that I was reviewing. <laughs> so, I figured like, once you've seen it. Once you see the movie, there's no way you can be objective about it anymore, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're obviously colored by that experience. You're invested. You've spent money and time on it, you know? 
So uh, that was the that was the, the the premise of the bit. But you guys, do you have any special qualification talking about movies? Have you seen an inordinate amount of movies or anything? No. Um, well, Don is a professional video editor um, and uh, holder of a, a film degree. And uh, it's th- taking me far. Yes, obviously <laughs> they often do. But uh, all the three is that the, is that the Portuguese one? No, no. <laughs> Yes. No, he's. We're talking about the sweet Aryan prince across uh, from me yes. right now. Yes. Okay. He's got Portuguese it. too. I am not Portuguese. You cannot prove that. He's he's Portuguese. <sighs> he will never do it. Did t- you guys, it- Oh man. Yeah. I, I I just wanted to say real quick, but I I love the movie Portuguese too. You know. <laughs> I actually prefer three. We've got to get that one in pre-production. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Got to get that going. Um, but anyway, so um, so so a film degree that's impressive. That's a, that that says a lot. A, a, a video editor uh, who who has a film uh, degree. That's yeah. that's great. Um, but we'll say this also that the three of us collectively have um, been in over one hundred films together. Uh, a- a- amateur, obviously, but it's just been like <laughs> something very gay. Yes, <laughs> it was shot in the Gonzo style. <laughs> As a team, yes, no, but uh, but no, we just been we literally we were like though like we grew up in a time period in which uh, home video uh, technology was like pretty cheap, pretty relatively cheap. It was kind of an expensive hobby for the fucking you know kids from Southeast Massachusetts, Massachusetts who were like you know from you know ten to twenty, but um, it was like relatively affordable for us to get like decent equipment to cobble together I'm handy some cam stuff it's not it doesn't matter the point is, is that we, we did the job yeah we put together like you know like over a hundred movies that were just like you know there some of them were kind of inventive even though they're all bad <laughs> they are all bad uh actually the first and, time and, that and, the three of us all hung out was we made probably the worst zombie movie that you could possibly imagine and we actually just reviewed mm-hmm. around halloween time a werewolf movie that like gives it a run for its money yeah yeah <laughs> And it was a professionally made, professionally wow. put out movie. Yeah, with a budget. Yes. So hey, you you gotta think. You know, uh, you guys really should be, you know, selling your movies then, right? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna pay for that shit. <laughs> not those ones. But Somebody I'm saying- paid for that werewolf movie. I'm gonna. We should pay someone to not watch them. Yeah. <laughs> to not put them out. Just for the love of God. <laughs> but basically, what I'm trying to say, though, is we have a love of movies that... Uh, and always have. And always have, yeah. A love of movies, and that's like just been our raison d'etre, for lack of a better term. It's kind of what brings the three of us yeah. together, so... Yeah. Wow, okay. That's great. That's exactly the answer I was looking for. Yes. And also, we like... Um, making like uh, uh, Hitler jokes and uh, dick jokes. Yeah, we're all more podcasting's great so. for that. You know, I mean, there used to not be an outlet for people to do shit like that where they yeah. can actually be heard by people and stuff. But I mean, now it can. It's it's amazing. It's a it's a whole new world, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I mean, act- not for you guys. It's always been this way for you, I guess. But but kind for of. me, it's a whole new world. Uh, I guess you're right, but uh, I mean, like I like we we were trying to put shit together, especially in that film a- a- angle. Like, all the way back before there was, like, any social media. And, like, we would just, like... Or, like, you know, we've all, we're also, like, in a band. And we, like, used to just drive around to places and try to get us to fucking, like, put us up. And... Do you play do you play any of the boss? you play Bon Jovi? That's the question you get always get. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
Jesus Christ. That yep. sounds unpleasant, man. I'm sorry you had that experience. Yeah, well, they don't like original thinkers or original music around here. You got to be in a cover band. Well, I'll tell you, I'll t- you know, I'll tell you something, though. I, I used to think that, that a cover band or a tribute band was about the lamest thing that, that in existence, you know? Uh, and right. now, there's, I, I wouldn't go see an original band ever. I, I, I only would want to see a cover band. I, I, I guess I'm fucking uh, some kind of uh, Satan here or something. Nah. But like, uh, I, I get just it. Don't, I just want to hear songs I know if I'm, you know what I mean? And, and that's it. And, and I, like, I've definitely had that after like a, a long week. Unless it's a, uh, yeah, it's been a long week, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking Tuesday. <laughs> a series of them, in fact. Uh, no, but like uh, you know, if 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 it's a if it's a band I've never heard of, I guess you know what I mean. Like that, uh, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I understand. I, and I'd rather play covers too. I do music. I'd rather play covers. I think it's more fun. Well, I mean, don't think we haven't thought about trying to like monetize it, but you know, we're it's, strictly '80s Billy yeah. Joel cover band. <laughs> Solid Dude, rough there's game. a guy. There's a band. There's a band called Big Shot out on Long Island and they do very very well. <laughs> I'm sure while well, it is the home of Billy Joel for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. You do have to move to the hometown of whoever you're <laughs> doing the thing of. That's that's ne- that's necessary. Yeah, we're not going to uh, do Dropkick you know, Murphy's tunes. Sorry. No, god no. Please never going to no. happen. I never want to hear. What you got there? Dropkick well, Murphy. <laughs> it's the most well-known fucking band from where we are from. It would be that or if we were a little bit older, it would be Aerosmith because every old dude on Craigslist that's selling you a guitar has a fucking Aerosmith story and god damn it is it annoying. Oh, for crying out loud. Oh, wait, uh, who's that band that sings uh, that uh, Dirty Water? They're actually uh, the Standells. They're actually from California. Their manager was from Boston. He wrote the song. Fags. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though. Oh, I love when the the biggest laugh on the show is just that. That's all you need to say. I'm I'm big into the, the Nuggets, and that's like all the garage rock scene shit, and that's what it comes from. So that gets played at uh, Red Sox games, but that's that's about it. That's where it it, it ends. Sweet Caroline doesn't yeah, even I have anything the, to do with it. The, the, I had that Nuggets compilation. Is that what you're talking about? Like that yes. Rhino thing? Oh, like, dude, that thing's yeah. fucking excellent. It's yeah, there's stuff. some good stuff. Uh, but again, like uh, I guess, man, some of that psychedelic music it gets to be a little bit cut and paste for me. You know, absolutely, uh, yeah. Once you've yeah. heard the 13th floor elevators, you've also heard the uh, Jerry and the Pacemakers. What, you don't want any strawberry alarm clock or chocolate watch band? Yeah, I mean, the Sonics are great, you know, but like... Uh, they are yeah, one of the standouts, actually. You get four actually. songs deep, and you're like, you're like oh, let's listen to something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Four, five, well, no, I mean, like, literally, the song Psycho is, like, the same as, like, three of their other songs. Well, but then you got the Blues String, Magoos yeah, nine. and the Electric Prunes... I mean, there's just so many to name. <laughs> I just love the names. Yeah, you're Obviously, right. you can you're tell. Right. Yeah, you know, they, I don't know if you know this, but the Electric Prunes eventually became the California Raisins. <laughs> <laughs> Through time and patience. Oh, See, boy. because Gabe yeah, is really they, into the endurance. trivia of the genre, he did know that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kudos. Hats off. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the fucking point. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, 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 no. Here's here's something else. We're not gonna go into any inside jokes because like we have a uh, a running bit where every time you hear us make an inside joke and don't explain it to the audience, take a drink. 
<laughs> Are we, we're doing the drinking game? Okay. I'll work out something eventually. All right. Yeah. We got to email that to our listeners. Oh, yeah. All three of them. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Uh, you um, guys have a mailing list? I'm impressed. Damn. <laughs> No, uh, all right. That. Anyway, let's um, let's let's ease into the uh, movie review of the night. Um, it uh, is uh, it was a Pat Dixon suggestion. Um, it's a movie that I didn't, I had never seen. I was shocked to find out that it even existed because I thought I'd seen most of the Coen Brothers, um, you know, library. But uh, the film that we did this week was uh, 2001's, I believe it was like right before 9-11 yeah. or something. You, you know, the reason you didn't know it existed is because he wasn't really there. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's the movie yeah. that wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the film is entitled uh, The Man Who Wasn't There. Um, it's a neo-noir film. That's what it's described online. Um, Must be true. Yes. <laughs> um, star. It's a Coen Brothers written and directed, um, and it's starring Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Francis McDormand, um, Scarlett Johansson, Scarlett Johansson, uh, James Gandolfini. I was going to say, I would just say Tony Soprano, but you know me. Good one, Gabe. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub's in it as well. Yeah, I was actually trying to remember his name, but I, it was uh, it, evading me. Um, anyway, so yes, yeah, so it's set in the late forties in California, in uh, in suburban California, um, Santa Rosa. Is that the name of the town? Yeah, yeah. it's um, yeah. it's a uh, it start. It's, so the story is centered around a barber uh, who works in the um, barber shop owned by barber his- shop. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say the one that's owned by uh, that his his uh, brother in law owns. Uh, yes, and he's that's right. he's married to uh, Francis McDormand, whose name is Doris, um, and she's like a you know drunk housewife type. Uh, she'd be described as a wine mom these days. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's a, that's good. I wouldn't have to memory bank that. I like that too. That's that's ex- that's an extremely polite way of saying that. Yes, <laughs> you're a drunk piece of shit. Yeah, or especially, a wine mom, especially for her. Since she has no kids, you know, so right. like she's uh, a barren her, womb who just dumps fucking fermented liquid down her throat. Yeah. It's a frowsy old broad. And I want to say, a, though, and there's nothing, nothing more annoying than a, than a drunk lady. You know what I mean? A drunk lady is, uh, you know, I mean, especially if you're trying to fuck her, then like uh, you got to wait for her to pass out, you know, <laughs> and, and, and like. Sometimes they, they, you know, they want to go here, they want to go there, they want to see everything and do everything. It's the worst, yeah. So, Francis McDormand, very sexy at certain part, uh, parts of this movie, I was going to say that, but first of all, I was going to say, I think what it is that's so annoying about a drunk woman is that you can't punch them. Well. well. So right. I mean, really, that's really the only thing that is, that's so annoying about them. Because, like, if a guy gets out of hand when he's drinking, you know what to do. With women, it's a little gray. Yeah. Let's just say. Yeah, you, you so you so you consider that a gray area. I do. Yes. <laughs> punching women, <laughs> punching women is a gray area. Definitely. Uh, no, I no. Look, I'm. I agree uh, that uh, you know. I mean, you can't hit a woman until she hits you first. You know. But then you're going, yeah. how do I get her to hit me first? Right. So <laughs> comes this. You gotta just say yeah, that um, one thing. Like, yeah, your your mom likes your sister better than you. Cunt. <laughs> Throw one of those. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, though, I agree with you that uh, this is the first movie I've ever seen Francis McDormand and didn't think old hag. You didn't? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I not only thought it, I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I rubbed Woof. it out at least three times when I was watching this movie. Oh, Gabe, that's... <laughs> well, movie. being that me and Damn. Gabe watched it together, it was more like we beat each other off. But yeah. three loads did hmm. shoot. I bet that your third guy was kind of feeling left out, I bet. But uh, I hope you dropped a little on the floor for your homie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. Those uh yeah it's just a it's a great character that Doris character too you know because she's all like uh, she's she's a woman who just doesn't want to talk uh, at all to you you know yeah I mean, she's like completely cut off it's the loneliest marriage ever for most guys but he seems kind of okay with it well he's not a very talkative dude as you surmise throughout the beginning act of the film it's a very old school mm-hmm. marriage though it like it fits the time period. I guess. Or it's just like they're begrudgingly yeah, of, like together. They just settle. Yeah. Right. Also, yeah, a lot I, of people aren't aware of that. A marriage used to be different. It was like cheating and stuff like that. It wasn't like a big romantic betrayal or anything because you just got married based on like, oh, it's, it's good living. We'll have kids. Right. Uh, raise a family. And, uh, you know, a little on the side. It wasn't It wasn't quite the big deal that, uh, that it has become. Right. Ah, um, the good old days. And here, let me pull out my my ideological big dick here and say Kaczynski wrote about this actually and he describes it as an overly over socialization particularly of men that uh that is like basically the throughout the you know in the last yeah all right sorry (laughs) well put No, no, no. I think you're right. Uh, I, I think it I think what you, by over socialization you mean like they're trying to keep us from fucking all the women. I guess no, but what it is it's basically I feel like like modern society and the and all the accommodation it affords us like uh, how convenient everything is now like we don't actually work like to get anything we get pieces of paper which we exchange for like things that would have taken like thousands of years to make without all of the you know machines that we have so we think we have kind of this uh, expectation of instant gratification at all times and because of that it like lets us live up in our heads more because it's not like so much hard work all the time and because of that it's kind of made us more feminine men i mean uh, yeah, I guess more. I mean, if you associate like rough hands and uh, right, well, you know, shit like normally that throughout hands. history, men would be out in the fields like fucking constantly, basically. So there was no time to think about, oh, she broke my heart or whatever. Are we supposed to have lower testosterone now too than our like forefathers and stuff because yeah. of all the estrogen in the ocean because the plastic or some shit? Maybe they turned the frogs gay. I tell you that much. We you know we were just talking about this on, on New York City Crime Report the uh, the one that's on iTunes and and it's uh it is it is interesting think about caveman jizz you know that yeah, must have been some powerful fucking some seed white cum and then you go it and it either it's probably the most perfect jizz that ever existed and it either was the most foul smelling jizz you know what I mean <laughs> like the most like fucking natural or it was like pudding you know like. <laughs> No, I mean, it's probably so potent you could just spark, like, you know, like spark of, like, a flint near it and it would just take a flame. I just imagine it being, like, fucking like a musk ox. That's how it smells. Like, just so fucking manly. That's what it's definitely. Uh, For sure. Getting me hard. And then, like, uh, (laughs) kind of stuff feel like if a lady steps in a pile of it, she gets pregnant, right? And there's piles of it everywhere. Of course, piles of cum everywhere. Just, uh, just like shooting out of us uh, without any sort of thought or or uh, preconceived notion of lust. 
just shooting out of us. Yeah, because uh, at some point there had to be the first porn, right? Like the first porn was drawn on a, a, on a wall. cave wall, yep, I'm maybe. sure. Yeah. And somebody's like, well, come on over. And the guy comes, oh, wow, I like your fucking wall, you know? And he's trying to fuck the wall, and he's jerking <laughs> off and everything. It's like... Next uh, thing you know, they're up to their neck look, and I caveman like the, come. That's how a lot of uh, yeah, yeah. early it, it, men died. They actually just drown and come. <laughs> yeah, there's a line outside your cave, and you're like, enough, guys. Come on, I'm going to have to wash the wall. Also, Get the, rid of the porn. That, yeah. that big cum wave, that was actually also known as the uh, Pleistocene era. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the midterms. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good load of cum. Um, anyway, yeah. let's get back to the fucking movie. So, <laughs> this is movie talk. Oh, yeah. Well, this is kind of how the I show like goes it. normally. No, no, no. I love it. I, I, that's exactly how, how all conversations are. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, it, and they always come to come. They always go to come really, really quick. Naturally, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, of course. Cum is like at the, you know, in the in the back of my mind at all times. Am I thinking about blowing a load? <laughs> you said that about modern man. That's kind of what the movie's kind of about, really. Right. I mean, like underneath all that shit, is this like the distance that you have from your own? You know, he's sexless. He's uh, kind of he has no like real drive, no dream, no love, no, uh, no passion. There's nothing that really right. sparks this guy. Yeah, like he he's a barber, but he's like, I, I'm not a barber. I'm just a, I'm just doing a job. Right. And, uh, and he just kind of fell into his station mirrored. in life. Yeah, yeah. And then and we see that that's happening with, uh, you know, Birdie, too, the piano playing uh, teenager right. that he starts to kind of hang out with. It's like she doesn't have that. Well, she hits all the notes just like he hit, cuts the hair. You know, right. but uh, when you know. the when the the teacher that French uh, fruitcake <laughs> is describing the whole, uh, you know, uh, how no you have, to have the passion. It comes from the heart. And he has none of that. He's got no like, you know, and and neither does she. And uh, it's and it's reflected in that old ass piece of furniture that he's sitting on. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like this is an outdated way of thinking. It's almost gone. Yeah, that's true. And also, I just think that uh, that like. The fact that he feels he looks back and especially after the whole like wife getting well i know we're already getting spoilers. into spoilers here but uh the fact that his his uh attempt to save his wife from getting hung uh ends up with her dead anyway he looks back at his failed life and basically says like oh i want to you know i see this person and i want to give them what i couldn't have had because i gave up on my dreams and being fulfilled way earlier yeah. Too early. I think it's ironic that everyone in the film gets punished not for the things they do do that are wrong, but for the things they didn't do. Right. Everybody gets you know punished for the wrong. People do heinous things in this film, yeah, and they don't get punished for the things they did do. They get punished for what they didn't do. Right. Like for instance, not to spell God. it out as a listener, but uh, like for instance, Doris, she didn't actually kill James Gandolfini. I don't remember. It was Big Dave. Yeah. But uh, she ends up getting killed for it, even though. Well. But the thing she did do was that she cheated on her husband. Yeah, she was a terrible person, but she didn't get punished for any any of her. True wrong, her true wrongdoings, yeah. Yeah. She, she didn't get killed. She well, you know what? She actually, she actually didn't get punished for anything. I mean, they point out that she escaped justice is how they looked at it, you know, because, uh, and, and we'll leave that to, to people to watch the movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point about how they're punished for the things they didn't do. But I don't think that he's really feeling this... Uh, 
in, in spite, I think he's convinced himself when he gets involved with uh, the Scarlett Johansson character that he's doing this for her and he's trying to help her. But you see the desperation that he has. He wants to be. It, it's for him, you know. It's. I think yes. it's a completely selfish. It's self-serving. Thing, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. But that's kind of how the, all of this is. Yeah, everyone, everything that everyone does in this movie is self-serving. Yeah, like she didn't. I mean, it really is. Yeah, like she didn't kill. Actually, also, she didn't even kill herself for to you know to end the trial. She killed herself to get out of the situation that she got put into her. Yeah, just end her pain. Yeah. yeah, situation. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so anyway, and, let's and give a like rough, <laughs> a rough uh, sort of through line of the film. We always sort of spoil the movie anyway. Kind of the idea is that. The idea of the show is that people will hopefully see the movie before they they listen to it, uh, and they get. Well, to let, me, maybe- let me. Can I add this though? And and, and I, this is just from my my personal point of view of it is that this movie is so good. It won, uh, you know, the uh, Ethan Cohen won Best Director at Cannes for it, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's just visu- it's visually incredible. Oh yeah, it really it's 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 a a really great. It's you know the the black and white and shit is like right. you don't even. It's used at every moment uh, yes. to to improve the the viewing experience and and uh, the performances in it are really great. Spot on cast, every uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah. perfect cast. I, I've yeah, never watched them, a movie and, and, not only- and went, "Whoa, this fucking lighting's really fucking good." Never. <laughs> I've never yeah. watched a movie and thought that to myself. Really, it's yeah. it's always like, yeah, it's yeah. good enough for the movie, but here it's like really fucking good. Right, like, it does some really it. classic noir shit. Oh yeah. Like the the, yeah. the faces half lit to make them show that they're thinking about like a decision or something. Stage and, key. Yeah, and stuff like that. But you, what were you saying before, Pat? Sorry. Well, just you know, and and uh, it, the the characters too, you know, are so uh, just they're they're very interesting. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Billy Bob Thornton is in a scene where he's not smoking. You know, uh, no, very few. You know, only when it's like a an absolute demand. You know, he's just uh, right. constantly. And, Actually, and that, interestingly, and he wasn't smoking when he killed Big Dave. True. Right, <laughs> and he and, she, and he couldn't smoke when he was talking to uh, you know Scarlett Johansson. But even if you know all the facts of the movie, the twists and turns in it, and the way everything it's it's got that you know noir uh, storytelling that the Coen Brothers always do really well. Like you know, you could know what Blood Simple is about. Uh, and and still be kind of like uh, oh shit okay yeah that's interesting it really makes your brain kind of like uh, go wow it's a, it's amazing that shit like this doesn't happen you know like I I've never heard of something like this happening but it's such a well told story you know such an interesting crime and, and all the crime shit in it is great all the it's just you know I, I love movies like this yeah it it really takes the tropes of the genre and and really like takes them in interesting directions and you know elevates Uh it above you know other films of this genre um i say that's true because it's not there's not a lot there's no tommy guns or anything like that you know and and it doesn't deal with organized crime it doesn't deal with any aspects of that uh and it's uh it's real people and they get involved in this stuff i love how the cops like like when you say they they make some additions now when the cops come along in a noir you know it's always these uh you know, hard-bitten uh, detectives. You know, who are like right. uh, they really want to get to the bottom. They want the truth. They and want the they're answers. Smart they're smart and rough competent, on usually. Yeah, yeah, and we don't see that really in, no. <laughs> in these guys. You know, they so that's a different take. You know, and basically and it, it kind of shows everyone as a real-life person that you feel like you. I mean, maybe Woody. I'm sorry, Woody. Maybe. Um, 
uh, Billy Bob Thornton is a little bit more intense than your average person, but at least every other character, you feel like you know him from your real life. Like, everyone knows a big blustery fucking dude like Big Dave, who's like all talk. He's a fucking, you know, schmuck. He would be the kind of guy to come fucking give a hug to the guy whose wife he's fucking. You know a guy like that. Stolen Valor piece of shit, too. Oh, was he? Well, he calls yeah. himself a... a a war hero and he like meanwhile he was just like i think they said he was stationed in like san diego or something he was oh. just in port like pushing papers well yeah fuck yeah. him double fuck him um yeah that, that 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 is an interesting uh uh take on it to say that like that these are characters that you know because like I, I see elements of course in people you know but they're almost like a sort of a caricature of uh, a type of person too like uh, i when i watch billy bob thornton taking these long pauses when he's talking to people i'm like hey i'm thinking like i wish i had the confidence to be able to just walk up and just I'm here. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, it's uncomfortable, really. You know, uh, but uh, yeah, he's on the a other very hand, uncouth was, character. He no, no self awareness whatsoever. You would think, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, the lawyer Tony Shalhoub, that character, that's like that's the most kind of, uh, you know, it, it, there's a little bit of humor throughout, you know, and it's kind of like it, it's there. Like it's when Tony uh, Shalhoub, uh, the, one of my the favorite lawyer. Man. No, he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the monk dude. Yeah, yeah. he's know. like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna eat while we talk. Do you mind? You don't mind. He answers his own questions a lot, you know. Right. Uh, and he's just like a, a fast talking guy and a piece of shit, kind of. But also, oh, absolutely, like, you he's, know, he's really self important. The whole fucking time. Uh, speaking of self starving, we were just talking about that. But like, as soon as he gets this money that is so that they barely got out of by mortgaging the barber shop, he's fucking putting himself up in a great hotel, eating all kinds of fucking great food and shit. He's a fucking scumbag. Yeah. Self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then he's he, bummed he out full that she kills just, himself. She kills herself. Yeah, and because he, he didn't get the more money by keeping the, the no, trial he going. Didn't even, it wasn't even about the money. It was about the prestige. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, there you go. It's even worse than what I thought. Jesus, I just thought he was being a normal Jew. No. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to add it to his resume, basically. I got you. Yeah, well, yeah. One step further too. I I think that there's that, but he also wanted to uh, test out his like what he thought was such a brilliant argument, you know. And uh, as we see, like in the later trial, yeah, nobody's buying that shit in Santa Rosa, fucker. You know what I mean? Uh, you better. I mean, you can sell that in San Francisco, but and and a lot of the movie has these kind of disconnects between people. You know, like when when Big Dave is talking to him about his suit. You know, Billy Bob Thornton didn't give a fuck about his suit. He gets a smock at a fucking you know a specialty shop in Sacramento, and uh, the disconnect between him and Birdie, I think, is really pronounced as they're driving back. And yes. to see the different, completely different worlds that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, because she thinks uh, this older and, guy's like coming on to her and like doing all these nice things for her. And she's like, oh, well, I'm probably sexually abused. I kind of inferred that. But this is the only way. No, I know how to show gratitude. So let me just suck his dick. And he's just like, no, like I, you want, you're supposed to be my special like project that gives my gives my yeah. life meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should have just taken the blowjob, though, because, you know, I mean, like, it's been a long time for him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Frances McDormand, she, she wouldn't swallow any of that Billy Bob Thornton jizz no. in this movie. She's but, all about oh, fat guys. Say, She'd probably choke on it. It's so backed <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, it'd be not, not for beginners, uh, Scarlett. Now, uh, but, you know, um, the... Uh, the line that she has, like, she goes, you know what you are? Because, you know, this is after they've gotten the bad news from the, you know, uh, the piano expert, the music expert, you know. 
She's like, uh, you know, and, and then the lie instantly. She's like, uh, I stank, didn't I? No, he didn't say that. And that is, that is exactly what he said. She stinks. So, so that was kind of funny. And then he said, no, he goes, uh, no, he didn't say that. And uh, she goes, you know what you are? Because she's like thanking him for all his interest in her music and everything. And she goes, uh, you know what you are? You're an enthusiast. <laughs> and his, which is ridiculous to say about yeah. that character, you know. And he goes, definitely. Uh, even his answer, his answer is, ah, uh, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I think he said, I don't know, maybe. You know, just like so, it's a, the perfect non-committal response to that to that accusation. Right. He wasn't gonna unspool his entire like how he had his heart wrapped up in fucking seeing her succeed at that point after she basically, you know, had that fucking lukewarm kind of. Uh, interpretation of what his intentions were. Uh, anyway, so okay, we'll, we'll let's get numbers on it because I know you are up against a time limit, and I don't want to uh, make you late. So um, let's do uh, our number scores. Uh, Pat, what did you think? Oh yeah, let's let me explain the scoring system. It's a little bit unconventional. Um, okay. So it's it, it is a one but one to ten uh, rating, but um, there's a certain um, stipulations in that a five implies that you recommend it to the to the listener at least one watch it's at least one, one watch and then from then on upwards it, it implies that you're like you maybe more watches or maybe it's just worth a second look or a deeper look or whatnot and below it's basically just trying to bash <laughs> trying to show your your distaste for the film I assume you're not going to okay. be giving a low rating for this film <laughs> but uh, just to know uh, yeah I wanted to ask you this: Have I ever seen a ten? Yeah, I, I, I consider for for reference, I consider the film Doctor Strange Love or How I Forgot Lo- Learned to Stop Loving and Worry the Bomb, uh, Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, is ten. That's a ten for me. Like Kubrick is ten. Huh. Okay. You know what I mean? I, it's like, you know, that movie I never, I, I haven't watched it recently, and but I, I just, so far I, I haven't gotten it really. It's uh, it, it was uh, or Shining or I'm, Earth I'm, or uh, two thousand one, a Space Odyssey or something. You know what I mean? Like some they're like, all tens. I think so. Eh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know okay. Wow, you're a big Kubrick fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's kind something more to it than what's it. on the... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, either way... Um, well, let me yeah, say this. The great thing about Kubrick is that he never started doing shit like fucking, you know... Uh, like, look at some of the, some of the movies that... Well, like, like Francis Ford Coppola, you know? He started doing some real, you know, garbage, uh, fucking, right? Um, I mean, he made some shitty movies. What's it called? Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, Kubrick never cast his daughter. That's That's the key. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. Godfather 3. Boy, that's... Oof. <laughs> well, anyway, let uh, me give my rating Francis just to give you an idea of... Uh, wait. Hey, I was saying explain it. To, let's explain it to Pat. I did. Oh, I just, you did? Dude, I just yes. did. What were you doing? I was, watching, I was watching Julia He was play. watching my <laughs> wife play video games and not listening to what we were talking about. Great. No. Awesome. <laughs> uh, anyway, so let me give my that's review great. in order to give you the kind of... Um, what I... You know, a kind of flavor for what you might be saying. So... Um, I give this film an 8.5. It's a movie that I will, I even though it is, I, I, it may go up, by the way, as I watch it and rewatch it, but this is my first time watching this in my initial review is 8.5, which is a very good showing in our system, just so you know. But, um, but yeah, like okay. I said, beautifully shot. Um, again, the performance is perfectly cast. Um, 
the plot legitimately had like twists and turns that I like like was like holy shit about and and I had looked at a like a brief like description of the of the p- plot line beforehand and I was still surprised at every turn. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, again, like it's just like the it's it's a fucking good movie. What else can I say? Um, so again, eight point five mm. is my review. Okay, well, that's a good score. I can't disagree. I think uh, it it is beautifully shot. And when you say that, I'm not somebody who gets into beautifully shot movies. Right. I don't really, you know, I I guess I take it for granted. I guess I'm kind of a, a plebe or something, you know, whatever. But uh, you'd know if you saw a movie that, that was badly shot, though. I assume. Oh, sure, exactly. It would probably it, it would it would probably uh, be a bad thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll have to see some I'd of our to. movies. Yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love shit like that. Yeah, I want to see I want to see that stuff. I, uh, so like, but in this case, it's it's uh, that beautifully shot actually does. You know, you're like, okay, there, there's a reason that's happening, and it's great. Like, but it doesn't. But it's not all that's there. It, you know, it has to be just part of a whole. You know, like there's a who was the guy that made uh, Scissor Hands, Edward Scissor Hands, all that shit. Yeah, Tim Burton's movies like are supposedly oh they're so pretty to look at. If I heard people say shit like that. My second wife used to say shit like that. <laughs> I don't care how how pretty they are to look at. You know what I mean? It's like it has it's to be good too. If it's to pretty, fun. it's pretty. It has to be good too. Yeah, exactly. And this one does exactly what it's supposed to do. Like you said, with the twists and turns, great story, and uh, and and it feels it's got that perfect thing where it's like you uh, you you feel like this fucking movie is about something the whole time, yet the story is engaging enough to uh, to be enough on its own. So you, know, you put those things together, uh, you know, I, I, I have a hard time finding any fault with the damn thing. Uh, you know, I give it a nine. That's, that's you know? a good review. And I also, I don't disagree with anything you just said, by the way. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm not really rippling laughter through the room here or anything, but. Uh, no, but this is the serious part movie, of the show. Movie talk. <laughs> Yeah, it's, <laughs> we're gonna pray at the end. <laughs> we're all gonna face Mecca and then pray. <laughs> oh shit! I missed my five o'clock. Damn. Oh. Yeah, and I whatever. I'll be punished uh, by Allah in another world, I guess. <laughs> cut, cut my clit off. <laughs> I hate to lose my clit. Wouldn't you hate to lose your clit? Yeah, that'd probably be the clit worst wasn't thing. There. Yeah. Now wh- let me ask you this, uh, and I I know we're doing the review thing here, but I want to. What's what's your interpretation of the uh, title? You know, what is that? What uh, you know, I I sort of get it, but I mean, what's your take? I took it as literal almost, and because uh, obviously there's other layers you can look at. It, but when I first like was thinking about it, I took it as literal in the sense that he wasn't like as far as the cops are concerned, he wasn't there when he killed him. Oh, that's interesting. I, well, I mean, there's the whole that. monologue he has where he's like walking and everybody's walking in the opposite direction. Right. And he's, and they he, don't notice he him. He basically spells out that just like, you know, he's unnoticed. Right. You know? I, I take it as um, he's like soulless and lifeless. It's like he's just going through the motions. Exactly. So it's like he's yeah, not exactly. there at all. That's part of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah there's no inner him, no passion, none of that stuff. And then at the end of his life, he's gone without a trace. It's like he wasn't there. Right. He didn't really make a splash in the world at any point. Uh, I'm just gonna so do it works my, on multiple levels, yeah. I'm just going to do my review real quick. Um, I think where this movie shines is in the little details. 
um, whether it be the great lighting or the way they frame the shot or uh, they even inject humor into this movie, which is like pretty it's Coen sad kind of depressing movie throughout, but it's still got like, um, who's the, who's the shady businessman character? Oh, the, uh, the pansy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What's I don't remember the guy's actor, but yeah, the guy, the gay guy. He goes, "Oh, well, we're gonna do business. So let me put my toupee on." Oh right. yeah, and, <laughs> and like little things like that, just like uh, it's it's got the quirky Coen Brothers thing going for it, oh, definitely. Um, and for that reason, Coen Brothers have a thing with they they have a thing with hair pieces, don't they? Uh, just as a side note, it seems like that's come up in a couple of their movies, like in uh, Miller's Crossing, you know, Rug Daniels and all that shit. Yeah. You know what it is? It's it's you know what it is? It's pretty I think that's it's almost like a trope in the sense that like what it is is you're putting on a fake thing. You're hiding. You're hiding, hiding behind right. the, the thing. So, you know, it's kind of like a TV yeah. tropes level kind of interest they have, I'm assuming, but it works. Does it's it not? Those, it's a de- it, it's you know, it's a detail about a person, about a guy that that says just so fucking much about that guy, you know? That he thinks yeah. that that's okay. going to help. Sorry to interrupt your review, but no, 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 no it's cool. fine. Please, yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the dialogue as well is just great, and yeah, actually, some of the stuff puts you in the time, and other stuff is just good dialogue. I took this one line out that I liked, uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. Gone now, like the nips at Nagasaki. <laughs> it just puts you in the it puts you in the forties, gives you a little warm feeling in your stomach. I love it. Mm-hmm. Back to a better time that we mm. should make America more like again. Here, here. <laughs> yeah. Um, the casual way says uh, she married a WAP. You know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> Never marry a WAP. Right. Did you guys? Did you guys catch the fucking overtly Italian like organ grinder music that was playing when they were at the Italian party? Quote oh, yeah. unquote. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Well, they probably listen to that kind rather of shit back then. Rather uncouth view of Italians there. Yeah, it's rather rather unforgiving. Uh, They're riding on pigs and having pie-eating <laughs> contests and shit. It's like, wow. Um, but this yeah, is go the ahead, Italians yeah, that, that the Coen brothers see, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's an 8.5. That's what I'm going with. All right. And yeah. And Dawn, Sweet. finally. All right. Well, yeah, everybody's pretty much sung this film's praises and i agree with with most of what everyone had to say uh visually stunning uh performances were perfect like you'd be hard pressed to find a better cast uh the story like i said it's built on some noir tropes a little bit but then it kind of takes it in in other directions and gives you some twists that are satisfying enough um contemporary stuff sure sure uh so i i think just because I don't connect with this film personally that much, I would give it a slightly lower score than you guys. I think I'd give it like a 7.5, but that's really nothing against the film. It's just, you know, personal. How it resonated with you. Right, right. Yeah, but there's, there's that's nothing. A, that's a great, that's really, what, nothing wrong with a 7.5. That's a pretty good score for a <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing enough. to sneeze at. Right, right, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, that kind of concludes. I uh, Basically, I'm glad we didn't get too much into the muck of the details of this movie, because it really is a fucking experience. You should just watch it. You yeah. should just watch this movie. Um, thanks, yeah, Spencer, it's surprising, by the way. It's surprising. It's f- 
yeah, familiar and everything. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I, I re- hope you guys will check out. No, but thank you, Pat. Seriously, sorry, I was NYC saying. Oh, I'll let you do stuff. your plugs in a second. I just wanted to like honestly thank you real quick. Ah. But uh, no, sorry. Before I was actually saying, <laughs> I was actually scolding my cat for fucking t- eating food near the mic. He's eating kibble over here. He's and so oh, I, that's I that's what I was saying when I said thanks, Spencer. Get that cat out of the studio. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, Pat, thank you so much for coming to the show. I'm a huge. Huge, huge, huge. It's an understate to say huge, huge, huge fan of you. You are like oh, thanks, li- literally one of the funniest guys working today. And I hope to like be able to do another show. Hopefully, if you're ever, I'm, I've, I already sent an email to like the, the local clubs to try to get you in there. And um, I'd love for if, for another time when you're in the area for you to sit down because obviously. Uh, Skype isn't the the ideal way to do a interview or a mo- especially a movie review. There's obviously some technical aspects that can give difficulty to that. But we'd love to have you in studio. You're the fucking man. Um, and uh, please plug anything you got and 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 just the, to the audience, support Pat every way you can. Um, he's a great guy and he's a fucking hilarious comic. So please just like follow him on all his social media and, and subscribe to subscribe to his podcast and everything. Sign up for Compound Media even and write then give the code that you that you signed up for a Crime Report because um, he's a fucking like he's a real one. Like the same thing Dude, when thanks. I when I heard uh, when I heard that Trump called Jeff Sessions mentally retarded, I was like, "That's why he's a fucking real one." And Pat Dixon is a real one <laughs> on the level of calling Jeff Sessions mentally retarded. Let me tell you something. That's the highest compliment anybody's ever paid to me, and because uh, uh, to me, we are we're in the midst of the greatest era of uh, American politics uh, that has ever occurred, and it's a shame that so many people aren't enjoying it. But we enjoy every minute of it. Absolutely. You know, we even do a show, Trump, and uh, Trump is on uh, Thursdays at eight o'clock. It's, it's live. Very it's very funny. On Compound it's, Media. Uh, your co-host is Kevin. Uh, I want to say what's his Downey name? Downey Jr. Kevin Downey Jr. Right. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, it's hard to remember uh, last name, Danny Jr. And uh, but uh, you know what? The thing about that show is like if you're sick of politics, right? Then this is the political show for for you uh, because it's uh, it's it's not like anything you've seen before. It's comedic uh, comedic type show, and it's all about Trump. It's all about what's happening in the Trump era. And like I always say, this is as good as it's ever going to get, and it's never going to get this good again. Uh, so enjoy every minute of this presidency because it's it's really a ride. It's hilarious. Uh, crime report. Uh, CrimeReport.nyc is where people can hear the show. I've been doing it since 2011, and uh, you know, new podcasts all the time. Had some great guests, and uh, sometimes some newsmakers. Usually, we're just talking about funny things that we found, uh, and some things that aren't funny. But you know, you got to make them funny because, like, uh, you know, when a woman stabs a few babies uh, in Queens, <laughs> oh, know, the it, Asian woman, like the. Yeah, the humor has to evolve uh, out of the conversation, and uh, you know, and but uh, you know, no babies were killed, so that's good. Yes, uh, they all survived. Now, uh, interestingly, yeah, if you can't stab a baby to death, you know, don't <laughs> yeah, what the you, fuck? Women can do anything you know I mean? right. <laughs> Maybe stabbing ain't your thing, you know. Uh, but uh, so that's uh, yeah, and we also do this one now. I don't know if you know about it. It's called uh, "Too Woke to Fuck" is the name of the show. <laughs> And no, it's where we do everything. Me. Is that a well, we Dead do it from Kennedy's a liberal reference? perspective. 
Is that a Dead Kennedys uh, reference? No, from too oh. from too drunk to fuck. No, it's a uh, uh, to to I you know it's you know I actually didn't come up with a name. My co-host Seth Barron did, and uh, you might have seen him. He's he does Tucker sometimes. Okay, and it's it's just all from a liberal perspective, and uh, we we basically just because the liberal arguments are really easy to make. You know, once yes. you accept the general premise that you are shit. Uh, if if you're a white guy and uh, that right, if you uh, deconstruct them at all, transsexual is good. Yeah, it's it is fun to kind of play with that. Uh, it, sometimes after that kind of sarcasm for 45 minutes or an hour, you need a shower. But don't it's, play with uh, that without it's, consent. It's, it's though. a fun show. Exactly. Uh, two and, and so like it's under. Uh, well, uh, you know, you'll have to link to. It's a little hard to find right now, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, give there's you some samples of it up at crimereport.nyc. Hey, thanks so much again, man. You guys really are great, and and I like I like the show, and I'll do it anytime. And anytime you guys are in New York, I hope you come by Compound Media, and uh, yeah, you'll be I'm my thinking most about making a trip out there just to guests. fucking meet you guys and fucking and and like fucking just hang out because I've been such a fan. Uh, since its inception, since it was just Anthony's basement, I've been a fucking subscriber. So <laughs> that's great, man. Yeah, uh, that uh, God knows, uh, Compound appreciates that and appreciates that. And you wouldn't believe how accessible everybody is. I mean, you know, I you know. Go there I've been talking to all you guys. Hanging out, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, even yeah, but even even more so. Uh, you know, like if, when you come and visit the studio, yeah. uh, you know, you're very very welcome. You'd be our most welcome guest, and uh, yeah, I hope you can make it soon, man. Thanks again for having me. No problem, man. It was a fucking absolute honor to have you on the show. Thank you very much, everyone. I'm just gonna do my plugs right now. And we'll sign off. Um, uh, so just give us a like on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash cinemapocalypse now. Give us, shoot us an email, questions, comments, concerns at cinemapocalypse now at gmail.com. Um, follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And, um, what, how do we sign off every episode? You should just kill yourself because it's not worth living anymore. <laughs>